Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You mean keeping tabbies? Oh! oh my drop, Jonathan! <laughs> Jeez. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dyson, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Surrounded by dogs. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. I really thought that was mean, Danae, to call us dogs. That is... I meant actual listen. dogs. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm a dog. Yes. Yo. At present, oh. I have just concluded eating quickly a lot of food God. and made a mess. And they are circling the chair like sharks in the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like that I'm saying. just thinking about how wide I just sounded. Parana? I'm like, I'm a dog, yo. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You are. Well, you are white, Jonathan. So it's okay. It's okay to sound white. In fact, yes, that's true. That's I don't know how probably. else to sound. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Tennessee white. That's all I know how to sound. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody doing okay? It's Labor Day weekend as we record this, or heading into Labor Day weekend. Uh, you will have just experienced your Labor Day weekend. I didn't even know it was Labor Day until like yesterday. My wife well, was like, "I've got, I've got so much work to do. It, it doesn't even." <laughs> Does it feel like it's Labor Day weekend? So yeah, it's, an inter- it's one of the most interesting holidays, right? Because it's honoring the idea of organized labor, right? The idea of you know the worker has importance, and so you know because the worker has importance, we take a day off of work and we you know have fun to honor that kind of thing. And then, but it's not necessarily like one of those holidays that everybody takes off. It's just you know banks and you know other governmental agencies most like most most like office jobs are closed typically stuff like that but like your restaurants your theaters all that kind of stuff is um is still open yeah i think it even was i was trying to think if it was last labor day but i think stuff had already started opening by that point so maybe maybe so yes yeah we were yeah during the like late summer uh, August September area it was like everything had kind of calmed down and it was right before flu like the fall flu season hit yeah. and then everything just yeah. went crazy because people started getting together with their families and not paying attention and yeah there was that huge winter spike uh, that happened right after um, September so yeah I think things were well like tenant tenant came out in that kind of little gap there, yeah it didn't did. it? that's right tenant so, freaky and yeah stuff started kind of popping up yeah, every now and then yeah. uh, I have no concept of time uh, these last couple of years, it, it, it mm-hmm. has completely messed with my ability to know when stuff was. So it's interesting to kind of think, uh, you know, like when stuff happened. And I feel like the past two years has been like uh, three months. And I also feel like it's been five years. Like, it's just a weird, a weird thing. 
that we've all been going that's, through. That's just that's that's just being friends with me. That's just what happens. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all I was talking about. I don't know. What's this pandemic you guys are talking about? I'm just talking about being friends with Jonathan. Uh, all right, let's move into so this. So exhausting. The Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. Kicking it off with Commercial Sins, Chevy Silverado, the cat commercial, um, which is basically a commercial that treats a cat like a dog. And Jeremy had some thoughts. Uh, he did not <laughs> He did not appreciate a uh, cat being treated like a dog. I knew Jeremy or Chris wrote this. I didn't know which one. Yeah, you can tell a, a, defi- a de- yeah. cat person definitely wrote this uh, Sins video for sure. Yeah, I um I enjoyed. I was given the task of trying to assign some commercial sins to it to people, and so I've mentioned it before. But as soon as I saw this one on the list, I thought, oh, I have to try to give this one to Jeremy, uh, and we did. So he says I didn't have to do much research to write these sins. I just own cats, and I care about their well being. <laughs> <laughs> So this commercial ends up being nonsensical and offensive to me. A lot of these sins are just me saying out loud what my cat owning ass thought in the moment of viewing the thing. Cats rarely respond to you calling their name. Cats rarely play fetch. Cats super fucking califristic episodic justice don't go swimming on purpose for fun in ponds. I can't honestly think of any reason they couldn't have filmed this commercial with a lovable golden retriever instead of a cat. And at the end of the day, they tried to shoehorn in a new feature with a truck hatch that can be a ladder or a truck hatch that's hard to com- compute after all the stupid ass cat bullshit. This com- commercial fails on so many levels. And that's. I think it's, I think it's quite possible Jeremy didn't get this commercial. Like, uh, like the fact that he thinks they could have put a dog in this commercial, I think that means like he, he wasn't getting the idea that it was a dog. But it was a cat, and that's like the truck has think something that's a ladder and something else. Like that was the whole that was the whole commercial, right? Was I didn't get but it. This is our job, Aaron. I mean, you're given the defense of it's animated. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, 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 no. The Sins video is great. Like, no, the oh, Sins you're talking video, about what he just said. I'm talking said. about what yeah. he just said. I wonder if he like if he even understood the concept of of the commercial. It's, it's just interesting to hear him, you know. Suggest, that felt like a suggest like a, a golden response to something. Like he just got he just got mad. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> right, it felt yeah, like yeah, that. Totally, it yeah. felt like a, a, a commercial and a performance, even that was. And, and even as I was reading over the script, I was like, I feel this. <laughs> like <laughs> the one where he's just like, "Fuck you, dude. Fuck all of you. You don't think you're at his targeting cat lovers, or you think you're at his targeting cat lovers, but it's really just alienating them." <laughs> um, I just yeah. There's one sin that just ends with "I hate you," yeah. which I thought was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I I felt all of that. Um, another one that I really liked was the um, he yells at Walter for scaring two cats up a tree. And again, Walter should not be an outdoor cat. No cat should. Outdoor cats are responsible for the extinction of 33 entire species worldwide. <laughs> wow. Which it sounds like he knew that. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that's yeah. true. I would assume it is. I, I hope there's a comment there where somebody's like, it's actually 31. <laughs> uh, well, cats. Oh, you know what? I'll just do this for keeping tabs. How about that? Well, there you no. go. Well, I thought we weren't going to do keeping tabs this week. Keeping, You mean keeping We're tabbies? Not, well, oh. oh, my drop, Jonathan. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Uh, 33 species. 
uh, cats have contributed to the extinction of 63 species of birds, mammals, and reptiles in the wild and continue to adversely impact a wide variety of other species, including those at risk of extinction, such as piping plover. Um, 33 species are linked to cats, at least, I think, while popular pet, the domestic cat, has contributed to the extinction of 33 species worldwide. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. It's amazing. That's insane. I wonder if there's a list here. Oh, there certainly is. Any any animals you're sad are gone that the cats got rid of? Um, like on a personal or at least level? A species a ca- are you talking about the species of cat or just species? No, species that the cats have, you know, helped extinct. Mm. The list was actually something different. Ah, well, there you so go. So I was reading it thinking this isn't, this is, these are not animals. These are diseases. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad all the diseases are gone. <laughs> Listen, but no, it's a it's an article that kind of talks about that they're responsible for the extinction of, and then it goes down and like they also carry these diseases. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, keep your cats in your house. Keep their killer instinct and their diseases in your home. I think it's mostly birds. Where it belongs. I think it's mostly yeah. they're responsible for just you know killing killing birds. Lots of birds. Lots of yeah. Birds. Yeah, including the wasilos as west of Pololos. Oh no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you want to you want to keep going, Jonathan? <laughs> no, those are the only two I found. <laughs> this is interesting. Cats. Uh, Hawaii was originally a paradise for birds, and geographic isolation and the absence of mammalian predators resulted in a remarkable biodiversity, including such iconic species as the I- iwi and the Maui parrotbill. <laughs> Unfortunately, the introduction of cats to the island in the late 1700s has resulted in the widespread. Oh my God! Predation of unique native birds and broad environmental contamination affecting people and wildlife alike. I mean, they're just also, killing. They're just killing birds. Just I also cats. found one called piping plover. Piping plover. Cats. What a great thing! Yeah, I'm, uh, I have seen the, no in the more, last, no more because you can't find them. In the last thirty <laughs> seconds, I have seen so many pictures of a cat with a dead bird in its mouth. I just like so you need to be many, done. You need to move so on. So many we pictures. Need to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Danae, was that uh, was yeah. that it for you on that yeah. one? Jonathan, what did you uh, think about this video? Oh, I thought it was very funny, just mainly because it was just I, I just I love when the narrator just starts randomly mm-hmm. saying like I hate you and fuck you and all that kind of stuff. Um, I like the one you care enough about your cat to put a collar on it, but you hate it enough to let it outside where it might get feline HIV. Mm-hmm. Like, good God, calling it out specifically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there was one sin that ended with, how do you advertise a truck without ever showing you hauling anything in the bed or towing anything behind it? And I think that's the main problem with this commercial is I have no idea it's about a truck. Like, I, I will forget that immediately. Yeah. You know, yeah. after I watch it. So That sin ended with the phrase, this truck does have testicles, does it not? Yeah. Uh, yeah, then- it did. And then I did have the one, the the whole thing about where he's talking about, the one I was mentioning earlier, he's talking about them using the old man uh, where he said it would have been funnier to do this. And then at the end, he said, this way with the old man, it just falls flat. I hate you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I liked the, uh, the phrase, you guys mentioned most of mine, but I did like the phrase, um, this commercial is a lie wrapped in a falsehood doused in perjury sauce. Uh, that, yeah, that was good. Laugh quite a bit. Uh, all right, let's move into TV since uh, we finished up Loki season one. Uh, the finale was called for all time. Always uh, Jonathan and I wrote on this one. Um, Jonathan, why don't Aaron you start cut all my sins? Because every, every last one of them. It was just all, all at the end. this is stupid. <laughs> uh, what? Yes. Tell us your thoughts, Jonathan. 
No, I just it was fine. I I just um I think you and I have a different opinion on what stakes are. There 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 were stakes definitely set up at the end for the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there were really stakes set up for this show. Although there is that little bit at the end where like Owen Wilson, like he, I guess he's in a different reality, right, or right. multiverse yeah. or something, because Owen Wilson doesn't know who he is. Um, when he's like, hey, you work in you work in research, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Exactly. But it's fine. It was just, it, it was weird. It was like there was all this buildup, you know, in the first five episodes to this big thing. And then it was just another episode of exposition. I just, I thought that was an odd choice. We are getting a second season. So I guess technically you could say we were building up to that. I, I mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, but uh, it, it was okay. It, most of it just kind of fell flat for me. But I totally get why people like it. Um, I don't see the point in arguing against people liking it. I mean... People yeah. like it, whatever. Like what you like. Exactly. Um, and obviously, I'll keep watching these, mainly because we send them. But I would probably watch them regardless. Uh, we'll see how Hawkeye is. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the sins, uh, I already mentioned the thing about people talking the whole time. But we did send that. Aaron, let me keep that one in. Because <laughs> um, I agree with you. It is so talky. The finale is know, so talky. Yeah. It's it so deserves talky. a sin. Aaron, yeah, we we took too many sins off. That was another note I had. Um, (laughs) But uh, I love Aaron, actually. I wrote the original sin, but then Aaron added to it and made it a lot better. But it was when we were talking about Loki refusing to take the deal, which um, a lot of people had issues with in the comments. Yeah, it's a great point. But uh, the the not deal-taking Loki is a Loki of lies. I mean, all Lokis are Lokis of lies, but this This one one is a Loki of different lies. Different lies. (laughs) And then I I, I actually, this was one of mine, too. So I guess Aaron let me keep a couple. But... uh, (laughs) There were two, it was the, the comment was two Lokis in the same place. I think Miss Minutes said it. And then mm-hmm. I put someone hasn't studied their time cop. Mm-hmm. What's funny is I've used that time cop reference before, but I hadn't done it in a long time. I did it. I remember I did it in a couple music video sends, uh, like a couple years ago. And then I did it like in another one and Aaron and Barrett was like, I think we've, uh, used up our time cop sends. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> but I found a way to do it again. Um, and yeah, that was all I had. Oh, yeah. We took too many sins off. I'll just say that again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I See, here's the thing. I kind of agree with you. Uh, but I, what I love what I love is that we did it in a way that I felt honored what I thought was well, amazing it, about this episode, but also a way that allowed the narrator to be self-aware and be like... And it kind of became a running gag right, because then yeah, he's like makes yeah. up something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely loved this finale. And it is very talky. I like all of those. I totally get those complaints. Um, but it really comes down to one thing for me. I think Jonathan Majors was absolutely astonishing in this episode. Like, He's very it's, good. It is the very it good. is the single best MCU TV performance uh, I've seen. And he's on screen for one episode. And it just kind of blew my mind um and the stakes thing that you talk about like because we've disagreed uh, about this uh off the show uh so yeah, now yeah. we get to do it on the show um but the stakes thing you th- that you talk about i think we're actually in more agreement than we think because i think we're kind of talking about two different things because i am talking about the mcu proper like the first several yeah. tv shows that marvel put out they all ended basically punting you know, any like big reveals or big new characters mm-hmm. or anything like that to the movies. So and you're ha- saying this one brought in the big character. Right. Yeah. This one actually gave us Kang. Like, uh, you know, like that's that's yeah, a but big you could deal. Argue, you could argue, though, that what WandaVision was setting up was, you know, where uh, she's going to be. Right. Because she's going to yes. be in Doctor Strange. Right. And then um, you could argue that Falcon and Winter Soldier was setting up the new Captain America. 
So I think I right. think I this one just happens to have a different character come right. in, but I think the right. other two did set up big things. Yes, no, no, yeah, they set up big things, but in to me they set up big things that will be revealed in the movies. Mm-hmm. And this one set up a big thing that I felt like was revealed in the finale as far as that character and and uh and how and I think game-changing Ant-Man, it is for the, you know, for the universe. I oh. think Ant-Man is the next one he's supposed to appear in as whatever the new ant-man movie is i think he's like the main villain in that oh, or okay. something interesting interesting i hadn't heard that anyhow i did really love this uh episode mostly because of jonathan majors uh some of the sins i love this one i think was yours as well jonathan uh castle doors addict to people needing a second um <laughs> that made me laugh quite a bit uh well done on that uh, I had to mention the once at a wedding reception, I requested a Van Halen song, but the DJ almost awesome. put a crisscross track on instead. Anyhow, I hate jump scares. Uh, I just, I loved that. Uh, I'd give all the sins back right now. Fresh Prince suddenly leapt over Rinslayer from behind and she trailed her fingers on his skin as he passed over her <laughs> and then swam to freedom after the intro part was uh, free will, free will. Um, I, I loved doing mm-hmm. that. So there you go. That's some of the stuff I loved from this. Episode. It took me a minute to get that when I was reading the script. I remember. Me too. And I was like, I was like oh, what? Yeah. Is it, what is it? What are we? <laughs> You're not up on I your didn't free know where he was references. going with the crisscross thing either. Yep, and then that same. was yeah. <laughs> that ended well. Oh, but that's one of my favorite things is like to pull the rug out at the end. You know, it's like, where is this going? Okay, all right, I see. Um, today, what are some of your thoughts on the show and the scene? Uh, I think overall, I'm disappointed in the show at this point. You know, by the finale, I was like, okay. By the way, talk about talk about incest. <laughs> this show's all about it. <laughs> and it's the same person, though, right? Like, I don't. I don't but know. are okay. they? Is but are they? Because so, she very clearly, she's like, I'm not you. So multiverse incest, and we and we send that because well, that is know. such a like that could be interpreted so many different ways, and it's like, how dare they leave that hanging? <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like. Uh, I might be suffering from having a different expectation of what Loki was going to be. And this clearly is just setting up, you know, the introduction of a multiverse and kind of trying to make that make sense and uh, give us more Loki. And I think that it's, I think it's fine. I think it's good. I think when you look at it, it's fun to look at and it takes you to interesting places and it's having an interesting conversation about the Loki's survivability and, you know, um, and all of that but i just i don't know that i was ever like having fun while i was watching this one mm. there mm-hmm. there wasn't there wasn't like a moment where i'm like this is so fun it was like kind of depressing and uh, i don't know i just i felt like what they were exploring inside of loki's character was stuff that we've already done before also like as we watch these movies we want loki to be good And he's already explored the emotions of him trying to like make different decisions. And so to me, it wasn't a surprise that we're trying to do that again. Um, And if they're trying to make Sylvie something really amazing and and different and unique, I, I kind of missed a little, you know, it just, it felt like a very, very long setup for something else rather than what I, what it could have been standalone or something. I don't know. It's one of those pieces of content that exists to qualify other content it's like reading the silmarillion <laughs> you know yeah i just don't i just don't think these shows are going to be self-contained at all and that's fine i mean it is what it is but, i mean if that's I, just going to be the case i'll you know I'm, i'll get used to it but i don't but. i don't know like i feel like with wandavision there was there was some life to it in a way there was some fun and there was some like it, it, it was just 
it was quirky and different and there's a mystery there and it's an interesting side story. This felt entirely, it almost feels like something where someone would say, if you want to see this movie, you need to watch Loki first. And I just don't know. Yes. And and that's what it feels like to me. So I don't know. I just, I wasn't having the best time and I, I was, I was really frustrated with the finale because it just was so much just more talking and more talking. In fact, one of the sins that I really enjoyed was like, you know, the lead in is everything okay? And she's like, I just need a moment. I like I like how they're acting. I like the actors. I like the set design. I like all of that. And I, I think it's really well done. But the sin is, was really great. It's like, no, you don't take these moments. You, you, in, at, the, at the end, you did that earlier. Like, I, I'm so, so tired of just all of this fucking talking and i'm like yes thank you send the shit out of that um and you know jonathan majors is that his name mm-hmm. he's great and i love the sin about a, him being got a great first name uh yeah he does <laughs> uh yeah. the sin like um where he's talking about all the quests and all this stuff and he's setting up all the different you know reasons that the movies are gonna make sense uh and the sin was jonathan majors is not my dm in this scene love that that was a <laughs> that was a great one it's kind of a way to go Okay, this is setting up a you know a, a side quest situation. I don't know. I just <sighs> it took me forever, by the way, to figure out that was Dungeon Master. Um, ah, that's fun. <laughs> well, I was first thinking like you know Twitter or like Facebook or something like you have DMs, but like you know, like Jonathan Majors did not slide into my DMs in this scene. That's how you yeah, took it the first time. I, okay. I would, but I but it, that's what I, I remember when I was re- it, but, yeah. when I was reviewing the script. I was like trying to, but then I but then it it came to me that it was yeah. Dungeon Master. So I was like, cool. Here, here's at the end of the day, like now that Loki is done and I've I've watched it and we've sent it, what to stand what what stands out to me about the series? And really all that I can remember from it is that they did a really good job of doing what they were doing, which was talking about why things are gonna make more sense in a movie. <laughs> I think no I think I think you have nailed it and I, I I meant to say something about this too and I forgot but no you definitely hit it on the head cuz it's I think for me the problem with this one WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier feel very self-contained like if I don't think you have to watch those to be I, I think they can do like make it pretty easy for you to know you know you'll be okay with them in the movies moving forward not having seen those mm-hmm. I don't know how you are not going to be confused if you haven't seen Loki with what they're going to do. Now, we don't know that for a fact. I mean, we'll have to find out what the movies are, but I but I don't know. Like, I'm guessing that it's going to be it's not going to be easy and you shouldn't have to watch a television series to get a movie and my you know, Jeremy says that a lot. I agree with him on that because that doesn't make sense. Now, I personally enjoy watching the stuff before the movie, but not everybody wants to and it was. I don't know. It I, was, just, I think that's a weird way. I mean, it's smart on Disney's part. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can see the writers sitting around going, "How are we going to create some content that sort of uh, fleshes this, uh, fleshes us out a little bit more? Like, helps us to kind of like breathe some life into who the bad guy is, how multiverses work, uh, and then we have this Loki situation. Yeah. And I think that there's just this, you know, world of content with the comics that they can pull from and go, let's let's pull from these different stories. I. I love that. And I think that that's a really, um, it's something to kind of marvel at without trying to sound silly. It is, they're really, really uh, doing the very best that they can to tell the stories. Uh, 
but something about this one just didn't grab me and it, it didn't grab me from the beginning. And I really, I really tried to enjoy it. I don't, I don't, I don't know why, but it just didn't. Um, well, it's a, it's a really tricky balance, right? That, that balance <clears throat> of creating self-contained stories, but also interconnecting stories in mm-hmm. full universes. Like this is the balance that comic books have been trying to do since they existed, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. the comic books play into each other in different universes and multiverses and yeah, that kind DC of thing. has reset themselves like five mm-hmm. times now or and, something. And so I think this is, this is a type of storytelling that has happened in another format that they're now trying to translate to a visual medium. And it's connected universes are hard because it is. I, I know. I don't but mind. But I think they did. I think they did a good I job with that with the first two stories, especially WandaVision. Oh, but I oh, think oh. even with Falcon and Winter Soldier, you could argue that at least they did a good job of, you know, I don't know. I well, don't know how like to say you said, it. it's unknown. We won't really know until yeah, we start seeing we some of these. Connected and there's movies. a second season, which we haven't had before. We know there's going to be a second season. Uh, right. I, I guess I guess the thing that I I feel like it was just the 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 grand push to the reveal of the bad guy and then her killing him and and then like we cut over and it's a different timeline. I feel like that was supposed to be more impactful and it wasn't. And I'm not sure why it wasn't. Right. Um, Whereas it was for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll judge you about that privately. Um, (laughs) I think you just made it public, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you guys send the, the kill swing with the, the final fight moment. Mm -hmm. This, Mm -hmm. this one was very choreographed. This is a show where, Every fight scene felt very choreographed and and sometimes that just happens. But this this one in particular, that moment, you know, um, I wish you know what? It just felt like the show just had momentum and then it would take it away and then it had momentum and it would take it away. Maybe that's just part of what the tug and pull of the show is supposed to be. Maybe they did yeah. exactly what they're going to do. Uh, the final one that I wrote down was Smashturbation. Love that one. <laughs> nice. All right, let's move into Rick and Morty. Uh, the seventh episode of the new fifth season, Gotron, Jerry Sis, Rick Vangelian. Uh, this is uh, also Jonathan and myself writing on this one uh, as we continue through the new Rick and Morty season. Um, since you started last time, Jonathan, I guess I'll start with this one. Uh, I didn't really care for this episode, but I'm also not a huge anime fan. And I wonder if I was a bit more of an anime fan, if I would have uh, thought it was more fun and interesting and, yeah. and clever. Um, I mean, Voltron meets the Goodfellas, though, was kind of an interesting concept. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm Yeah, no, yeah, but uh, Rick and Morty usually walks this nice little tightrope between, like, parody and satire mm-hmm. and... Um, and, and in this case, it really just kind of felt like a Godfather parody. Like it didn't like there was a, almost a lack of sharpness to it, uh, that I'm used to. Um, but again, that may have just been the mood I was in when I watched it. Uh, I don't know. Um, but I did enjoy sitting it. Uh, I loved, uh, getting a chance to make a purple stuff reference when the, uh, (laughs) Kaiju's blood just started gushing out uh, also kai to, juice yeah the portmanteau of kai juice uh is one of my favorites um so that was fun uh the i mean look at me i'm easy to make happy which is why nobody gives a crap if i am the statement is so depressingly true i'm giving a sin for it which makes me happy which means no one cares um i felt that one on a very deep level uh as the narrator uh i and then i enjoyed the idea that they have an animation house uh that specifically specializes in uh, genital like enhancements uh to bodies 
uh, and that it's called nip sack animation and they just put nipples in nut sacks everywhere <laughs> on creatures uh, anytime they get a chance because that is the it thing about it happens a lot it's so much in this show oh, it's everywhere it's, it's everywhere there's a nipple here there's a nut sack <laughs> there oh yeah there, i think yeah. we send like the uh in that there's a hospital one where i think uh the plumbus the pl- was that what it was i can't remember yeah. what episode it was but it was like where jerry was trying to do something with surgery or he there was something about them being in a hospital mm-hmm. and it, and um yeah and <laughs> there's just all these people with like ball sacks did we do like a bonus round on it or did we just did one similar we pointed to them all in the room i can't remember yeah. I don't yeah. remember either. Yeah. But anyhow. a ball sack bonus room bonus <laughs> round would be interesting. If there's one show to do it on, it's Rick and Morty. So yes, I uh, I do believe there should be an animated company named Nipsack Animation. Uh, can be your specialty, uh, Jonathan. What are some of your thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I did. I didn't really. I mean, it was okay. I mean, there were definitely funny things about it. I think one of the things for some reason, and just because I've just grown to really love Jerry this season. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. I just I just love how like excited he gets after they do the first like battle or whatever and he's like, "Oh my god, that was outstanding." <laughs> or, or whatever. I don't know. It was very funny, but uh yeah, no, I think I'm with you. It just it did feel like more just a straight up Godfather or Goodfellas, whatever. I mean, there was a mix of everything in there, yeah. even Scarface. I also think it's weird and we send this, but like all the Ricks are have all these different personalities and stuff, but the Jerry's and Beth's and Summer and Morty's are like all the same. Like they look the same, they dress the same, you know, they don't get to have like all these other like, you know, types of personalities, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and we did send that. Um, I also loved the comment that the send Summer is the person that always holds her note after the song is clearly over to show off. We get it, Cindy. You know how notes work. This is something I've noticed Aaron's been doing. Cause I think, wasn't there one, was there, was it, Oh, no, actually, I think it's something I've just recently reviewed or something that we haven't played yet. So I'll do that. But I just like that where you just create this other person like Mm -hmm. from your, I guess, from your past. Yeah. Yeah. I created them. They didn't really exist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I hope Cindy Uh, never hears this. It's a nonfiction fictional character. Uh, Rick's tube sucks the spaghetti up but doesn't spit it out. Yeah, I heard it, too. I thought that was Uh really funny. And then uh, having spaghetti at a cookout because that. Doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> so much spaghetti. And then uh, episode does not contain a boob world, I thought was. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think that was a sin. I don't know how you don't have boob world. Uh, yeah, see at least is. a cutaway. It's something. And it's not like it's not like Rick and Morty has something weird about showing boobs. So, <laughs> uh, Danae, what about you? Um, okay. You know. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, same thing as always, there's a, a, a relief I feel whenever I've watched Rick and Morty, you guys had to send it and I didn't have to, <laughs> uh, because I just sometimes I'm like, how are we going to do this? So, yeah. um, th- this episode was an interesting one. I obviously know like some of the content that it comes from. Um, I remember seeing, what was it? Power Rangers, Is that right? Yeah. The yeah Power sure. Rangers sort of uh, idea. Or like the Transformers style idea. So how are they going to turn everything on its head? You never know. There's twists. There's turns. There's weirdness. Mm-hmm. There's sinful stuff. You guys actually and in this mentioned case, there's a giant incest baby. But yes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, you guys actually talked about a lot of the ones that I mentioned. Uh, the I, I really though enjoyed the the sin um, when. I think it was at the very beginning actually when when Rick kind of looks over and sees like the little spark of of the ferret the mm-hmm. gotron ferret yeah and how we 
sin the fact that on a previous episode, like if, if you were frustrated that he couldn't have noticed something in the back seat, we send that. He saw this. So that qualifies that. Just the whole, <laughs> chew on that, commenters. Just this whole like, yeah. uh, I like that one. It made me laugh because sometimes you'll, you just kind of get a little bit um, salty <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. about that stuff. So, yeah. but yeah, it's Rick and Morty. It's what it is. Good call. It not is Rick lot, and Morty. Not a lot to really add. Then let's move into music video sins. Olivia Rodrigo, uh, Brutal is the name of the song. Uh, a teenage angst song about hard, how hard it is to be a teenager. Uh, we've all been there and I think can all attest that being a teenager is difficult. So we hear you, Olivia. <laughs> um, <laughs> did Bear have anything to say uh, about Brutal? Did he say it was brutal to watch it? Brutal. Barrett says, I don't mind the song. Honestly, I haven't really hated anything that Olivia Rodrigo has done on her first album. It is clear that she wears her influences on her sleeve, though, as evidenced by her giving co-writing credits to Taylor Swift, Paramore, and Jack Antonoff recently. After there there were many people that claimed she was ripping their songs off. Even Elvis Costello got looped into the mix, but Elvis didn't give a fuck. To me... I think her songs are different enough to make them viable on their own. It's somehow less derivative than anything Bruno Mars has done over the last five years. Anyway, the video has a distant, distracting flair, but at least it's interesting to look at. The quote-unquote game aesthetic in the beginning has fuck all to do with the rest of the video, as we referenced in one of the sins. One of my favorites was the one about Seventeen Magazine, which I definitely used to read back when I was younger. I did not know what the current popular brands of lip gloss were, though, so I had to do a little bit of research. Uh, That's really funny to think about. Um, Other (laughs) ones I enjoyed were the ones about ballet and the ones that used the split screens. Also, the outtake for La La Land was perfectly executed by our editors. Good times Mm -hmm. all around. That was such a good outtake. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Danae, why don't you start with uh, some of your thoughts on the video or the sins? Um, yeah, I don't, a lot of the same thoughts that Barrett had on, I I don't really listen to a lot of music though. So, um, but I did, I did find myself just really interested in like the aesthetic of the, of this one. I'm, you know, more of that visual kind of appeal. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, the, um, uh, but I like the reinvention of like the, the, the got a, Olivia Rodrigo sings about a parked car, driving a parking cliche has now outpaced the uh, singing about the aftermath of a breakup cliche mm-hmm. so i enjoyed that one Jonathan, what, about what about you yeah i mean she's uh, i don't like hate her music or anything i don't know that i like it very much but um you know she's just kind of there like she doesn't bother me but I'm, not that anybody bothers me you know what i mean um i don't have much of an opinion i guess go away kid uh, you bother me yeah <laughs> I don't have much of an opinion, and and honestly, I don't listen. To, I mean, my daughter doesn't listen to her. That's just not someone she listens to. So I, I I've only heard what I've we've sent, which might be all of her singles. I have no idea. But um, I loved as far as the sins go. I thought this was really funny. The newscasters when they're sitting really close together, and the sin was even Ron Burgundy and Veronica Veronica Corningstone left some room for the Holy Spirit during their broadcast. I thought it was really funny. Um, at the part where she's sitting in the back of the car and it says, I don't care if you're stuck in traffic, sitting like this in a car, setting all the wrong examples for your audience. Who are you, Rebecca Black? 
which I know we send quite a bit <laughs> yeah. when we send the Friday video. So that mm-hmm. was that was a fun callback. And then um, I guess it's lucky that the ballet dancers were stuck in the exact same <laughs> traffic jam as Olivia and her crew, because that was a really odd choice. All of a sudden, there's these ballet dancers like dancing on the cars and stuff. So yeah, good times. Yeah, uh, I think the song is fine. Um, I, you know, I think it's it's full of teenage angst, and I, I totally get it. Um, I enjoyed the uh, mouse cursor sin uh, brought to you by Windows ninety five. Windows ninety five for when you absolutely have to get a video edited and rendered by twenty twenty one. The one that just cracked me up though, and I think this is my sense of humor. These like quick sins, but the blocking the rearview mirror sin mm-hmm. just. For whatever reason, because, you know, it's a music video and it's so silly and I just, I love that. And then I had the, the uh, La La Land outtake mentioned as well. Uh, I'm glad we mentioned that because that's so perfect. So perfect. All right, we'll move into Cinema Sins. Uh, we'll kick it off with Oceans 13. Uh, Jeremy and Ian writing on this one. Uh, what did they have to say about it? <laughs> Ian. Okay, sure. Jeremy and uh, Ian? Ian and me? No. Um... And Jeremy says, boy, howdy. Gian. <laughs> Gian. Uh, the first movie is just great fun. The sequel was bonkers and lazy, and it has its fans, <coughs> Chris, <coughs> but 13 is the one that, quote, gets back to the roots of the original, and I guess it does, but it's more ridiculous than all the Fast and Furious movies combined. It's an absurdly meatball, it's an absurdity meatball wrapped in an unbelievably, <coughs> it's an absurdity meatball wrapped in an unbelievability tortilla, deep fried in what the fuck is wrong with you oil and drizzled with why don't you know when to shut up sauce? (laughs) (laughs) In other words, it's a fucking mess. Uh, The absolute dumbest thing here is the design of the building. It requires elevators that probably don't exist. Then it has so much empty space in the middle. It's a crime. They could have gone to the moon and stolen moon rocks and it would have made, it would have been more believable than this fucking movie. Uh, Ian says, I definitely saw this movie when it came out in theaters, and I definitely remember nothing about it at all. In fact, I wrote on this two weeks ago, and I've already forgotten what the heck happens in it. Something about geckos and a fake nose and an overly complicated revenge plot. Uh, The nose plays. (laughs) Ah, yes, I remember. Bullshit happens. Lots and lots of bullshit. Watching Clooney and the gang is always an an enjoyable experience, but this movie is a mess. There are so many ways that their needlessly multi-layered heist shenanigans could have gone wrong, made all the more frustrating by, uh, frustrating by the easily preventable nature of the things that did go wrong, like the fucking worker strike in Mexico. What the fuck movie? Bullshit. Having said that, Clooney's parting words to Benedict at the end of the movie certainly made, uh, made me man bits tingle. He said, made me man bits. Unlike Matt Damon whispering, Wang, shudder. I loved working with Jeremy on this. There was a lot of overlap, and I think we just had a good time laughing at how offensively ridiculous this movie is. My favorite sin by far was purely down to Jeremy's delivery. For some reason, the Ocean's crew are pitching <laughs> dominoes as the next big thing in casino gaming. So I wrote the sin from the perspective of a guest, like, oh my God, dude, Vegas is wild. We got totally wasted and played fucking dominoes. I asked Jeremy to do this, quote, in your most radical surfer dude turtle from Finding Nemo voice, if you please. And of course, the man nailed it. I had to stop the edit because I was crying. I also love the narrator absolutely losing their shit because of how absurd the Greco shut down everything other than the casino itself protocol is. But I am sure he will have covered that in his notes. Overall, very proud of the script. Heist movies 
can be a difficult to send succinctly, can be difficult to send succinctly, but I think we covered all of the bases. Very nice. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Um, I think actually I, the, I would go as far as to say Ocean's Eleven, the, the first one in this series, this Ocean's Eleven is a classic at this point. I, I think it holds up really well. Um, I watch it every few years, and I'm just always amazed at how much I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm such a Soderbergh fanboy, though, so who knows? But uh, I, you know, Ocean's Twelve is messy, but I kind of enjoy it, and I kind of enjoy this one. I don't disagree with anything that the narrator says, really, other than I actually do think Scott Con and uh, Casey Affleck are funny. Oh, they're great. Uh, I, they're I, so good I think together. The whole, I think the whole factory thing uh, is is kind of hilarious mm-hmm. I'm with i've you. always enjoyed that i am with but you. i do agree with what they're saying like it casey's Af- casey affleck's actions don't really make Correct. sense um so I, like i said i think they nail everything in the video i just think because of all those things and despite some of them um i really enjoy it uh andy garcia probably didn't need to be in it like that might be one of the things i would throw out but other than that i i, I don't know i always have a really good time with this one yeah I don't know if I like it better than the second one, but it's they're they're about you know they both have their moments. So, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I, and also kind of like the new Star Trek films, I just really like hanging out with this cast. Like I just really like yes hanging out with these characters yep. and watching them. I wouldn't be uh, unhappy if they decide to do another one at some point. Yep. Uh, as far as the sins, um, I love that bit at the beginning where Rusty gets the call and he's like, you know, Rusty doesn't have his phone on silent during the safe heist. Yes, I got that one too. <laughs> Uh, hugging Al Pacino's character before you have a firm grasp on whether or not he's the devil. Mm-hmm. Roman would be the Greco at CinemaSense. Uh, I thought that was really good wordplay. Nice. Yeah. And uh, of course, whispering Wang into your lover's ear will always kill the mood. <laughs> Trust me. But uh, that's another thing I find really funny about this movie, though, is uh, I just love Matt Damon, the, the nose plays, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and Super Dave Osborne plays his dad. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, I'll jump off of some of what you said uh, because I'm with you. I This is my second favorite Oceans movie uh, after Oceans 11. I agree with you. Oceans 11 is a straight-up classic uh, mm-hmm. and is one of the greatest films of all time, in my opinion. Um, Oceans 13 is not quite up to that level, but man, do I have fun watching it. Um, yeah. I found a greater level of respect for Oceans 12 the last time I watched it. Uh, at first, I really didn't like that movie. Um but uh, but I do now. But I think you do have to swallow a lot more nonsense uh, in Ocean's 13. Mm-hmm. Just kind of check that at the door and just have a good time with these characters, like you said, which I do. And I love them. Having said that, I agree with the sins as you do yeah. as well. Uh, <laughs> some of my favorites were after a character says something about slicing like a hammer. Uh, I have a lot of questions about this line. <laughs> yeah, First, <laughs> has this guy ever even seen a hammer? Second, has this guy ever even seen a hammer? And also third... Has this guy ever seen a hammer? Uh, I just thought that was <laughs> great, adding a sin for each of those. I want to guess that was Ian. I don't know. Uh, I'm still but getting it's good used stuff. to. I'm still getting used to Ian and Daniel's ways, but I don't know. That feels Ian to me, yeah. but I could be wrong. No, sorry, Jeremy, because <laughs> I know you listen to every episode. Uh, the line in the movie is, "As long as we have one idea, we shouldn't give up." And then the sin is just Family Guy. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you to whoever wrote that. Uh, I hear you. I see you. Uh, We are on the same wavelength. Uh, We will now cut to a montage of the casino losing money hand over fist for the duration of the system's downtime. But I repeat that the system shutting down because it's since a threat is a top 10 stupid ass movie plot point. 
And then it just goes on from there. Just this amazing rant uh, about how dumb it is that the system uh, would uh, sense a threat. And uh, and uh, it's just it's incredible. It's incredible mm-hmm. stuff. It's well done. Uh, and oh, it's then a great he, he video. uses the verb 20 sinning. Uh, I'm 20 yeah. sinning this. Uh, just loved. Uh, and then I had to mention the Clooney take me now sin, uh, as mentioned before, just after he delivers a really suave line. It's just like Clooney take me now. Um, today what about you um the brad pitt eating continues Mm -hmm. which i enjoy seeing um i like the sin about the bed bugs like that there's bed bugs and he sees them and he runs into the bathroom instead of running out of the suite altogether which is such Mm -hmm. a good point you don't just go hide in a bathroom after Mm -hmm. seeing bed bugs you just you get out and I, I was remembering stories from when I used to work at Hotels.com of people calling in from their hotel rooms talking about stuff. But like, y- 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 what am I going to do for you? I, I book hotel rooms. You need to call. Mm-hmm. You need to call someone else for this. Um, and then the uh, uh, w- towards the end where it's like all the neon numbers, it's like, here, have some unnecessary neon numbers to indicate everyone is winning. Just in case you're <laughs> confusing the cheering and fist pumping for defeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then there was a couple of college girlfriend jokes that were inappropriate and hilarious at the same time. The anything thicker than five inches and we got a problem became a college girlfriend joke that gets cut off and then followed up by they built him a lot smaller back then. And that also started another college girlfriend joke that got cut off. I found those funny. I just root, love root. how how shorthand it is. Like, you, you, like it just my college girl. And that's all. That's the yeah. whole. Like, I just love how <laughs> yeah. much shorthand is involved yeah. there. Yeah. Real quick though, I do want to I do want to say back going back to that hotels.com thing. The reason they call you is because you call the hotel's front desk and you're trying to get a refund or whatever. They say, "Well, you booked this through something else, so you got to call them." Like they always Oh, it's they awful. Always, oh yeah, they we, always just I know. It's ridiculous. Blame shift. I, oh, yeah. Blame shifting. Yeah. I uh I know the ins and outs Same of hotels.com very very well. And uh, yeah. I, yep. I I assumed you knew that, but I just oh, yes. I I find that so just infuriating oh, and it's, it's the same oh, with yeah. like expedia we, uh, yeah. and airports well, expedia and yeah. hotels.com are the same company oh that's yeah okay um so and, spoiler alert <laughs> uh but yeah we we actually just recently lost 350 dollars to a reservation because uh of hotels.com so yeah, we've had yeah. that happen yeah mm, mm, fresh yeah. anger fresh yes. oh, anger Okay, Sith Lord. (laughs) Let the hate flow through you. All right, let's move on to The Croods, A New Age, uh, The Croods sequel. Um, This was myself and Barrett and Ian and Daniel. Uh, This was back a while ago. So many people. Who had uh, words to say on this one? So many words to say from Barrett. This has been a minute since it was written, but I remember the movie pretty well. Both this and the original are not horrible animated <coughs> movies. And in fact, I liked the first one quite a bit. This one has a stellar voice cast, good animation, and a dick-ass story. But it's better than 64.9% of other animated stuff that I watch regularly. The main problem with this movie is a lack of communication. Why don't the Bettermans tell the Croods why they can't eat the bananas? Why are the monkeys offering the humans wrapped in banana peels as a sacrifice to the giant monkey? What are they going to do after he eats them since there are no more bananas then? Uh, Nicolas Cage doesn't scream about bees or peaches in this movie. Finn. Fiend. <laughs> Done. Nice. Um, Ian wrote in and said, this was the third movie I ever sinned, and I was convinced this video had already been released. Evidently not. This was the movie that got its UK release way after the US release. So I did get to experience the very cool moment of seeing a huge poster in my local theater for a film I'd already sinned. 
that won't happen often. I have uh, not seen the first Croods movie, but I have heard it is a lot better than this sequel, which seems to do the standard thing that most animated sequels do, which is to retread exactly the same beats as the first movie with perhaps one or two extra characters. Some parts of the film did make me laugh, but not enough uh, for me to recall any right away already right now. I remember this being a very intense script as we had so many writers on it, including myself and Daniel, who were still finding our sin brains. Thank you guys for all the support and feedback. It feels like years ago now. Um, this will come as no surprise to Danae and Aaron in particular because I wouldn't shut up about it. But my favorite sin was when the ice trees suddenly burst out of the ground whenever Dawn was swearing, which I send as these randomly occurring anti-profanities. A very satisfying bit of wordplay that the universe just dropped into my lap. I love Jeremy's delivery of release the critter cut, referring to the missed opportunity of telling the story of the strawberry dwelling critter that Guy stole. Rolling in the sleep was a bit a big hit in the comments and rightfully so. Fantastic sin and well delivered. Man, just thinking about combining four writers is giving me anxiety. I, <laughs> I mean, I just, because we don't, I mean, we don't, at least I don't, I don't combine cinemas and scripts that often at all because yeah. typically I'm just the, the second writer. I recently had to combine one though, and I hadn't had to do it probably, I don't know, I guess I did do one with me and you, Aaron, if, not too long ago. But anyways, I had to do this one, and I always forget how big of a beast you know, cinema sin scripts are because you've got two people writing mm -hmm. probably 90 plus sins. Yeah. And then you got to whittle that down and it's, oh, it's, it's, yep. It's whew. a lot. Trying um, to figure out like if something's been repeated. Yes. And just, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, yeah. TV sins there's is a lot easier. <laughs> there's more, there's more layers to it than you would imagine. It's not just yeah. folding in the sins together. There's yeah. a rhythm to it that uh, I didn't, my first combine was pretty woman. So, it was a, it's a lot. Oh yes. That was recent too. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah. And, uh, except I was going to say, except for when you get a TV sin script, it's got, you know, it's a 10 minute show and it's got 87 cents or whatever. Then that <laughs> Aaron Dicer. Um, this is uh, Daniel's thoughts on crudes. Daniel says it happened one time, one time it happened. <laughs> that was enough. I was like, Bob. never again. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Aaron, no. <laughs> Uh, Daniel says, as far as kids' movies go, I think this one would do fine as a relatively entertaining distraction. Beyond that, it mostly serves to teach kids a bunch of really annoying behaviors that they can reenact at family gatherings, ensuring that everyone thinks you're a bad parent. The story does go uh, from A to B success successfully, but doesn't feel very original. The movie also spends entirely too much time making references to the modern world. I do feel that the animation was good. Also, it had a pretty solid cast. The voice acting was the best part of this movie. Uh, during the writing process, while writing on this one, I spent a lot of time researching tar pits, which yielded a sin that I'll admit wasn't very good and didn't make it into the final script. Other than that, I guess one fun fact I learned was that banana was the safe word used during the filming of the action scenes on Game of Thrones. Sin <laughs> 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 uh, shout out. I laughed pretty hard at this one. Jesus Christ, this asshole prematurely celebrates harder than NASA 69ing SpaceX. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like the Croods movies. I don't love them, but I like them. I think what I like about them is they have a real uh, like aggressive sense of humor. Um, and I don't mean transgressive. I just mean like there's a real quickness to it. It almost reminds me of Lord and Miller stuff a little bit. You know, there's there's a, yeah. a quickness and a willingness to be a little over the top that I enjoy. 
Um, mm-hmm. I also think the action is animated really well in these movies, and that that stays the same here. A lot of this action I, is I, I really love, fun to watch. I don't, I don't know who the animator is. I didn't, look, but I I love the style of yeah. the animation in in these. Yeah. Um. So I enjoy them more than you might think, especially considering how silly some of it is. Um. But yeah, and then this one especially also makes some interesting points. Uh. About uh the way it handles the um, the girl, uh, the girl's relationship in this, I think is really good. I think we even mentioned it in the, uh, in the video that it doesn't immediately become a love triangle. It doesn't immediately become them, you know, jealous of each other. You know, they just become friends and they learn from each other. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's I love how you guys send though, that like her, like reactions and stuff feel like almost, you know, like the 1980s or something, not mm-hmm. the yeah. Paleo- Paleo- yeah. Paleolithic era. <laughs> right. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Um, I, I had a lot of fun on this. I didn't have to write a lot on this because of the way the process worked a little uh, more behind the scenes. Um, we were, you know, having the new <laughs> writers turned in like five cents, <laughs> you know, it wasn't much more than that. Um, it was a little more than that, but, um, but yeah, it was, you know, they had both written quite a bit. It was really good. We were, you know, um, uh, able to use, most of their stuff. And so then we kind of filled in uh, the gaps, Barrett and I did. And uh, so it was a little bit of a different process. But um, I enjoyed the uh, the symbolism suggests that Eve's understanding of emotion aligns with the modern context of love, which is absurd, con- absurd, considering this takes place in the Paleolithic era. And we all know love feels like a trapezoid, um, <laughs> which I loved. Uh, he bit a butt. Butts are hilarious. He wants to eat the butt. Funniest thing ever. The writers of this movie, probably. <laughs> Um, and then these perfectly timed anti-profanities that Ian already mentioned, uh, was definitely some standout wordplay that I enjoyed. Um, today, what about you? Uh, the, um, guy and Eep are talking to each other in the sleep pile and just the sin was like the physics of the sleep pile is more complicated than the toilets of the space station. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those sins where you have to kind of pause and think about that. (laughs) And I did. Um, thank you, movie, for making me hate flip flops and the stupid noise that they make even more than I did before. Um, and then the the non consensual de rimming of someone else's fruit basket was hilarious. And also the very last one of this uh, video was also fun. Like and just like that, Eep was replaced. The end. <laughs> just yep. Just a nice uh, nice we way of kind of tying it all together. We sent a lot of fruit baskets. There's a lot of fruit baskets and things. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Too many. I've never baskets. had a fruit basket in any place I've lived, but oh, apparently you haven't lived I, until you've had a fruit I'm basket. I'm missing out. Yeah, no, my grand, like my grandmother had them. I remember, but here's the thing: you can put most of your fruit in there, not the bananas. You need to uh, hang the bananas separately. They do have a way of impacting the other fruit. Oh, so. you know what? Okay, I'm sorry. I meant like decorative. I do actually, I do actually have a, like a bowl. I have a fruit bowl. A fruit bowl. So I not guess a that's basket. the same thing. Yeah, totally yeah. understand. There but I go. just we just got that because we needed something because we always had our bananas just hanging out on the counter and so we were like we gotta put them somewhere. There so you go. We got a fruit bowl. Uh, Jonathan, what about so you? I was lying the whole time. Um, I have not seen this one. I saw the first one uh, a few times. I watched it with my daughter, uh, but we did not see this one. Um, so one thing I noticed about animated movies when they they release a sequel so far after it that by the time it comes out, my daughter's either kind of aged out of them, like something like Trolls, mm-hmm. or is just doesn't remember it, doesn't care to, you know, I don't know. But I know there's, obviously they make money, so that's not really an issue on there. And, um, but I did enjoy the first one for the most part. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this one looked like I'd probably enjoy it. Although the Bettermans, I mean, just from watching the video, that seemed kind of not as funny as it should be, or they think it is. I, I don't know, but I could just be no, watching you're right. that out of context. No, you're right. A lot of that stuff really doesn't work. It becomes very Flintstone-y in a confusing and nonsense yeah. kind of way. Um, so, yeah. It, I did get a lot of Flintstones when I was watching this. That's yeah. kind of what I was what I was thinking. But um, I love when she drops the Brock on the guy's foot, and then the narr- she introduces herself through narration, and the sin is post-violence narration. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, movie believes that evolution would allow a, but- a butterfly to be made out of watermelon slices. I just thought that yeah. was really weird. It's never so- working. Never working. <laughs> um, hey, you got some minions in my croods, which that, that did seem annoying. Um, and then the whole thing where, um, they say that, uh, she smells like river rocks and moss or whatever. And then the sin was, I highly <laughs> doubt she smells as nice yeah. as river rocks and moss, probably more like animal skins and death. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. All very true. Well, there you go. Uh, those are the videos for the week. So let's move into keeping tabs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I I talk. Wow. Is this how Aaron feels? When we're. Okay, we're going to try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. 
This week on Keeping Tabs, we're going to mix it up just a little bit. The three of us kind of were chatting and realized none of us really have anything too desperately interesting. So I wanted to bring this up to you guys. Uh, and we will kind of keep with the theme of kind of going behind the scenes. That's what this podcast does. And this was a, uh, a question that made its way into the comments, but I've heard it many, many times before. Um, somebody was frustrated that they're seeing a lot of Rick and Morty, uh, that they're seeing, you know, um, a lot of the Marvel stuff. And they asked, you know, hey, why don't you mix it up? And I actually replied to uh, one of these comments because I felt like it was worded nicely. Um, so I can I read I, I can read my response to that. And then I wondered if you guys had any thoughts on this as well, because we do kind of together uh, kind of look at the selection of what we want to send TV wise. My response was, hey, Brian, we have many reasons we pick the shows we do. Popularity, fan requests, shows we think would be fun to send, etc. And we do try to keep occasional variety amongst some of our big hitters like Rick and Morty and the Marvel stuff. Recently, we've done Ted Lasso, Invincible, and Resident Alien, to name a few, and a few more coming very soon. Uh, in general, those are our least viewed episodes, though Invincible seemed to be a hit. But we always want to be willing to try new things and see what works. The good news is with two videos a week, there's always the next one right around the corner. We appreciate our fans and are trying our best to give you what you want, but there's a lot of you with a lot of different wants. Smiley face. If you want even more discussion into how we do what we do, check out our weekly podcast, Behind the Sins. Had to give a plug there. Uh, hope that helps. And I do think that's one of those interesting things is sometimes when you go to YouTube, the algorithm feeds you, right? So there's not necessarily everyone going to the site to go, oh, what's coming out today? What's coming out today? So the algorithm may send you more of the Rick and Mortys, more of the Marvel stuff, even though we do occasionally intersperse, um, you know, those other type of shows. Um, did you guys have any thoughts on that? Any, you know, as far as like how we pick our selections, go further behind the scenes on that or any of that kind of stuff? Well, I would, I will say this past, you know, month where it's been like Loki and Rick and Morty for like a few weeks, that isn't necessarily always the plan. There are things that just happen from, you know, like, like the Lokis have been done for a while. We mm -hmm. just, there are reasons behind the scenes. We can't release them mm -hmm. until a certain point, you know? Right. So, uh, there has been more of that in the last month, but then, you know, it'll, it'll change up as we keep going. Um, and I mean, and it does at some point, I mean, it does have to come down to views, right? I mean, we definitely do throw stuff out there every now and then, but then it, you know, but like, you know, like Ted Lasso just, you know, it, it, it kind of died. Yeah. Yeah. As far tanked. as views go and people like, yeah. You know, clicking I'm not on saying it. People yeah. didn't like it, but yeah, yeah. But from the, so we we. It's do, one of my favorite it, videos we've done. I really yeah, love that exactly. video. So yeah, it is. You know, it is. We do have fun, and we are having fun, and I, you know, but it is a it is a business at the end of the day, and you know, we have to make decisions based on that sometimes. Uh, but like Aaron said, I mean, we are definitely trying out stuff. I mean, the next couple months, we've already got planned through like November, and. Mm -hmm. Or almost, I guess we yeah. haven't planned November yet, but we, uh, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff coming up. That's not those two things. So. Yeah. Our, if, in fact, as we record this, our sin club members know that we've got another one we're throwing out there that we've never done before. Um, that's going live, you know, on Monday for everybody. So, um, and by the time you hear this, uh, it will already be out there. So I guess we can say it right. Cause everybody watching this live has already access to it. And if, you're listening to this later it'll be out but uh what we do in the shadows uh the pilot for what we do in the shadows we're throwing that one out there so yeah we do we do tend to um you know take some shots uh but it's just it's interesting to see what works and what doesn't and because invincible worked and people seem to like it maybe you'll see more invincible as well so um you know that's just kind of how how we do things danae did you have any thoughts on that whole process you know i get stuck in ruts too 
um, watching and sending the same stuff a lot is I like a variety. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do want to see more of a variety, but it is the amount of effort that's put into a video, um, to have it not being quote unquote, well received immediately. We do look at that, like they've said. So we're trying to follow the excitement, but I do, I do think, and I do wonder, um, as we get kind of into a rhythm, if we'll ever like just throw out some like three a week, like will we ever get to three a week where we have those ones that we're doing the Insta sin, the big ones that are the most, that are the forefront of people's mind and then have that third one that can kind of come out. And that's a big, that, that would be a big, big deal because we would be writing even more than we already are. Um, our team is getting larger, not, uh, not, not as in we're hiring again, but like we have more people at the writing table now and there are possibilities, I suppose, if we really wanted to try to do something where we're putting out that flavor where it's not just the same, you know, on the channel. Um, but people complained about that a bit when it was Game of Thrones time too. I think, I think it's a good sign. People want a variety from us and we want to, we want to give that. But like Aaron said in his reply, we are only a few people and there are a lot of you. It reminds me of my time programming a radio station, to be honest, um, yeah, you know, that. because there there is a lot of one of the biggest complaints about radio is you play the same songs over and over and over again. And as a radio programmer, what you realize is your biggest fans are going to feel that way. But most of the people who listen to your station you know, are hearing a song for the first time, even though you've played it a hundred times. And so we're kind of dealing with that thing too, where you have the most fervent fans going another Rick and Morty. And then the, you know, people are just clicking around YouTube going, Oh, cool. A Rick and Morty video. And they don't even know that other stuff exists. So it's, um, mm -hmm. it's kind of that balance of trying to figure out. And like I said, we really do want to serve our fans. We want to give you what you want. It's just sometimes hard to figure out exactly what that is based on the difference sometimes between, what one person requests in you know the comments versus what a hundred thousand people watch when we put it out so um mm -hmm. yeah just trying to figure out what that means and and do that and, and we're you know we're doing our best and and i appreciate the feedback appreciate the suggestions appreciate you know shows that we haven't done that you want to see um you know sometimes people will say why haven't you done this and it's like well actually search a little better and we have <laughs> it's like because that happens too where it's like you know um people will request stuff we've already done but uh but yeah anyhow uh i thought that was a good thing to talk about because i know uh like jonathan had said especially with the new season of rick and morty and the season of loki kind of coming back to back it has you know felt very loki rick and morty uh centric and we want you to know we're, we're not giving up on throwing new stuff out there it still happens um you know, no, just and to it's see good what we works. do because, like you said, Invincible obviously hit. So I don't think it's given too much away that right. you will most likely be seeing more Invincible at some point. Yeah, um, and so on and so forth. So yeah. um, it's just yeah, like no, any I, business. If you if you yeah. make a product and you sell a lot of that product, like if we were making food and everyone came in and they bought a, the chocolate chip cookie and we kept putting out like these different variety and they just didn't sell very well, we would keep making the chocolate chip cookie because people are gonna come in and buy mm -hmm. it. And so it's the same exact thing. Like if, if people want to see the content that we're putting out uh, in, in certain uh, you know spheres like Rick and Morty, for example, then we'll obviously keep doing that. We would be dumb to not, uh, but I do. I do miss a variety. <laughs> no, sure. No, totally. And it, it, the other part of the equation, if you're a hardcore fan, you're, uh, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably a, 
a pretty big fan. And so like, I think you know this, but the season videos have been really successful for us as well. And so to be able to have complete seasons means sending several episodes of the same thing. Uh, so, so yeah, there are a lot of factors that, that kind of go into it. And, um, we, we appreciate you, uh, enjoying what we put out there and yeah, letting absolutely. us know how it's doing. So mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. How was that for keeping tabs? That felt like a decent keeping tabs. It felt more like a comment section, but okay. Okay, well then let's go into Beyond the Sins. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's talk about some other comments in the comments section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Uh, we're just going to pick uh, some of your feedback from around the internets. Um, I've got an email. Shall I start with an email? Uh, let's this do came it. to us from Steve at uh, BTS at cinemasins.com. Uh, says, hey, gang, just wanted to say thanks for providing laughs, smiles, and general positivity. Obviously, the past couple of years have sucked, but you're all a constant bright spot and something I look forward to on a weekly basis. I don't want to be too dramatic or anything, but you guys had a not small part in keeping me afloat mentally throughout 2020. Thank you, Steve. That's very kind uh, of you to say. Then Steve Mm -hmm. goes on to say, anyways, enough of the sappy stuff. I have a TV recommendation for Aaron and Jonathan. I'm 100% positive you will both love this. Danae, not so much. Sorry. Mm, That's all right. That's all right. It's the best show you've never heard of called Dark, and it's a Netflix German original series. It has an 8.8 on the IMDb. It's a concise three seasons in a masterful example of storytelling and world building that's dripping in atmosphere and complex human relationships. The less you know going into it, the better. Also, it is in German, and the dub is awful, so subtitles are a must. I mean, yeah. I've watched the show three times since I discovered it last year. Kind of obsessed with it, to be honest. And every time the Beyond the Sin segment starts, I'm like, oh, man, someone should tell them about Dark. So, yeah, here I am. Obviously, life happens, and you can't be expected to watch everything fans recommend, so no worries if you don't get to it. But just thought I'd put it out there. Am I rambling now? I think I'm rambling. Best of luck, and thanks again. Keep doing what you do, Steve. Uh, I loved that email. Thank you for that, Steve. It was Steve. very cool. And uh, Dark yeah. has been on Dark has been on my radar for Mine a too. long time. Mine I too. just have it sat down and watched it. I, I, man, I'm, I have, it's one of those shows that I know I'm going to have to give myself to. And so I'm waiting for the opportunity because, I mean, there's what, three seasons already? Is that what he said? So, yeah, I mean, I think they're, I don't think they're super long, but right. um, yeah. I don't know. I can, we can look up how many yeah. episodes. Are so on. anyhow, I'm waiting for that moment that may never come and I may just have to stop doing that and just throw the first episode on and get hooked and then lose time. Um, but that, that happens sometimes um, because I have had others uh, recommend it to me uh, as well. So thank you for that, Steve. Uh, if we do end up watching Dark, we will certainly let you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, today, what about you? What's your comment section this week? Uh, this one comes from YouTube uh, on the CinemaSense Podcast Network page for our episode, uh, episode, episode number 113. Admiral Ferret says, I have a question. This episode brings up the quote, if you're not able to see what's going on, and I heard something similar when uh, with the last um, within the last couple weeks on Syncast, how can I watch these podcasts? So, uh, yeah, we often will say, if you can't see what's going on, and there's two parts to this. One, in the world of podcasting, um, obviously, sometimes things happen very visually between the people that are creating the show. And so we try to do our best that if there is something visual happening that that immediately relates to why we're laughing or what we're talking about, we obviously want to describe that to you. So I think for Syncast, you're probably hearing the A-team in that scenario where something visually happened and they're they're looping in the listener as best they can visually. For uh, BTS, we actually record with a live audience now. 
So, and that is through Patreon. So if you are giving at the peeper level or above, you'll have access every week to a link. And what we do is we make a post on our Patreon page that will link to the live video feed. So every Friday, well, I mean, sometimes our schedule changes, but in general, every Friday at 1030 Central, um, you can go onto Patreon and just within the last few days, there will be a link that's been given. You click on that link and it's to a, a live hangout session on YouTube with the fans that chat with us while we record the show. So you get to see the unedited version of the show and then the edited version goes into the podcast feed and that's how that works. And you can find out more um, at patreon.com slash cinemasins if you want. Jonathan, what's your comment? Um, you guys did like these really nice things and I'm going to talk i'm gonna highlight people bitching at us um <laughs> no i thought this was funny this is kind of like a Janae thing where there were like multiple comments on this one thing but people had an issue in the rick and morty we uh he asked he his he says he's gonna ask gene for help his neighbor or mm -hmm. whatever yeah or see if he wants to come do this and we mentioned that because you know they're sticking with the continuity of the incest baby then we pointed out he ran over gene in that episode and it sounded bad so we were, you know, of the opinion that Gene probably would not be able to suit up and, mm -hmm. you know, help them out. So on the comments, the one of them was the other guy said, I never said they ran over Gene. Rick just thought he ran over him. It could have been anyone, which I guess that's fair. I just think it's funny that you're really nitpicking this. But, <laughs> but then, of course, that got several comments so or replies. So Nine Nikolai said, also, we know this episode is months after that one. So who's to say Gene didn't just heal again? Like, we're getting like a whole backstory for Gene now. This is great. I love uh, it. Like, what if Rick only drove over Gene's finger or something and it healed within some months? Or maybe Rick was actually considering to fully heal. Gene just didn't have someone in his Gotron. And then IDK replies to that, they hit a really big bump. A finger wouldn't move an entire car that much. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Rick being wrong and it being someone else makes more sense. And then Nine Nikolai replied back, well, have you seen all of Gene's fingers? Maybe he has like a really big thumb hidden behind his palm at all times. <laughs> I love, I love that we're getting so like much. this wiki, this yeah. wiki fandom thing on on Gene. So I just thought that was sounds humorous. like a, I, I don't think any of that was really like mean spirited. I just thought it was funny. Sounds like we could all use a little gene therapy. Uh, what it sounds like <laughs> a little gene therapy. Ooh, don't talk about that too much, man. People think that's what's happening to us. Oh yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> a lot of a lot of gene Amazing. splicing going on in those comments. A lot of gene splicing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's move into Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're just going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we have seen recently. Um, today, am I picking yours today? Uh, I was just going to talk about DaVinci Resolve, which is a free editing okay. software that I'm trying out. Um, I'm a noob at it. It's confusing as fuck. I'm 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 angry with myself for not instinctively being able to understand it until somebody who used DaVinci Resolve said that it is the equivalent of GIMP to Photoshop, which if you know about GIMP, it's a free Photoshop and it is just not user friendly at all. So I felt a little bit better about myself because I'm struggling so hardcore. I've never edited video before ever. I am deep, deep, deep in the weeds. I feel like I feel, it's so frustrating when you just I just want a matrix. I want a matrix plug into the back of my brain, mm -hmm. hook it up. And I know how to use a program, but instead I have to like 
watch tutorials and just, you know, all these things. Um, but the program itself is pretty robust. And so I know there's a lot of people who are interested in video editing and they're looking for um, options. And this particular software, the free version you can get, I think it's like the express version. If you just go to DaVinci Resolve uh, website or just type in DaVinci Resolve, it'll come up. Um, there's a couple different versions that you can get. There's like a pro version, obviously. Um, but the free one is one that you can kind of just get in and, and mess around with. I, I've been, I've downloaded several editing programs trying to find one that will work for me. The one that I think would be like the dumbed down Danae learns how to edit video software doesn't use the same uh, files that I need it to use. And so then I'd have to do like hours of conversions. And I, listen, I don't have time for this. I am so overwhelmed by just like opening up the program and just trying to figure it out. But I all of a sudden just hit me earlier today how somebody might really enjoy uh, a quality free product like this. So I thought I'd just mention mm -hmm. it to you guys just in case you wanted it. Again, it's called DaVinci Resolve and you can get it for free on the interwebs. Nice. So are there like, are there ads or anything? Like, is nope. there anything? To, so it's just kind of like doing audacity instead of audition or something. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. DaVinci Resolve. Um, I'll go next. Uh, I know it's been out for a bit, but I wanted to pick your brain, Jonathan, on Candyman, since you are one of my more horror-forward friends. Um, I am not a horror fan. I found myself at real odds in watching this movie, because at one point, I loved a lot of what it was trying to do, like metaphorically, you know, um, a lot of the, the racial elements that, that are there in the first one are carried over here and made even more explicit and interesting. And at the same time, I really just felt like the the movie itself had a hard time understanding its story and its plot in a way that was kind of confusing. So I was really curious. This is my Beyond the Sins is more of me saying, uh, hey, Jonathan, <laughs> what did you think about Candyman? Well, if you want a more detail on it, which I guess I can go ahead and say this because you guys watching us, you'll get access to this later today. <laughs> and then it's dropping for the public tomorrow. So it'll already be out. But Chris and I did a mini pod. Uh, this week on uh, on Candyman and yeah. um, overall I liked it um, I I'm really a suck I really get into like urban legends and myths mm -hmm. and stuff like that like I just find all that really interesting uh, it's I guess maybe that's just part of my brain so so I really have, did you have you seen the 92 version yes did you just watch it recently yes. or had you just you'd yeah. already seen it okay did you think it was better uh, in some ways, yes. Um, I think technically it's not better. Technically, the new one is leaps and bounds ahead of the original, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I completely agree with that. But okay. I, but I know what you're saying. I I wouldn't be shocked if I think I think there's a good chance I'm gonna like this more the next time I watch it. And so it is possible that it'll get there. I I I really like Candyman mainly because of Tony Todd, the '92 version. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Todd is just such a great presence and creates such a cool villain mm -hmm. and i also think bernard rose is just a really good director um and i think it's interesting too because he's british i think so it and and the candy man is such a an american i mean well actually oddly enough the clive barker original story i think takes place in england but the movie takes place in chicago and cabrini green and so it's like this really american movie that this mm -hmm. british guy came in and did and it I think, I don't know, I think interestingly that kind of helps because I think it, it kind of creates more of a mythic kind of reality and stuff. And I think Virginia mm -hmm. Madsen's really good at it. Um, but anyways, as far as the new one, I like the new one. One thing I don't like 
as much in the new one that they did a better job of in the original was that Cabrini Green is such Chicago and Cabrini Green are like a character. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning of this one, they get into how Cabrini Green has been gentrified Mm -hmm. and it's kind of turned into this posh upscale neighborhood. But then they kind of just has quickly go away from that. Yeah, they just and drop then for it. The, yeah. yeah. And for the next like 45 or 50 minutes, we're following the uh, Yahya, is it Yahya Abdul Abteen? Uh, Abdul Abteen, is that his name? I, I, would, I would have to look it up to be sure, but yes, I know who you're talking about. The main about. actor, the mm-hmm. guy who's playing Yaya, Anthony, yeah. in the, he's Anthony in the movie. Uh, we follow his descent into whatever whatever his story is taking place mm-hmm. about him being an artist and all this stuff. And that's fine because I think that sets up the world in a really interesting way. But I just – I didn't like that part. I didn't like how they just kind of threw that at us and then they just dumped the dumped it because I thought that was interesting, you know, how people were affected by this gentrification and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. There's also – the movie is bookended by a very current social uh, issue, mm-hmm. uh, and I won't give that away. Um I liked that, but but there's a there's a thing that happens. There's a twist that happens. Well, I guess it's a twist. There's a thing that happens with about ten or fifteen minutes left in the movie, and the character changes so much. It just kind of. I just thought it was weird. It doesn't, <laughs> make, it real, doesn't make any sense. I don't think. I don't think this movie I, makes any sense. Uh, the last. I disagree with it. Yeah. I, well. I, well. I. I I think that little bit is just so like just thrown at you all of a sudden. And it's just the stuff that happens in that moment is so weird. I think that then leads to a, a really well made, a, you know, a statement, I guess, you know, uh, shows. I don't know. I can't really talk about this because I don't want to spoil anything. But yeah. the, the ending to me is a little weird. Um, I have no problem with the message. I think the messaging is great. Agreed. I just think. I think there's a couple of minutes before all that that's just so weird it completely took me out of the movie. And so then when all that starts happening, I'm already out of the movie, you know, so my headspace just really isn't there. Uh, I think on a second viewing, it's going to I'll be able to ration. I'll be able to get around that a little better. Uh, Also, there's another twist, like the last shot is a twist. And while it was kind of cool in a way, it I don't think it really served the movie a purpose yeah, so i didn't I, I didn't completely get that although chris has a different opinion on that so oh, interesting well, but, well he just thought it. that he just thought it had to do with and i agree with this the idea that Candyman is not one person it's uh you know the the legend and the myth because of the legend and the myth that takes on all these different people and i'm okay with that but i just still thought Man, that I last didn't... shot was kind of was kind of more fan service uh, yeah and i don't i don't know that that's what the movie is saying either i uh, anyhow, well, a character actually says that in the movie pretty much. So, yeah. but anyways, um, visually, I thought it was striking. I think Nia DaCosta is a really good director. Uh, you can feel Jordan Peele's footprint. I mean, fingerprints on this as well. Uh, he co-wrote this. His footprints. I don't think, yeah, <laughs> that's great. I don't think it's um, I don't think it's I don't think it's completely successful, but I think there's enough going on to where I would definitely recommend it. There you go. Uh, I look forward to hearing what you guys had uh, had to say about it. Um, Jonathan, I think that uh, leaves you. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about uh, a new show that just dropped on Hulu. It's the first three episodes are available, but I thought that was enough to be able to talk about it. Uh, it is called Only Murders in the Building, or as Aaron called it earlier today, Only Murders in the House. <laughs> but it is Only Murders in the Building. Uh, this is a show I heard about. I I didn't know exactly what it was about, but I'd heard about it like a few months ago. And I saw Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And I'm just like, okay, I'm interested. 
you know, uh, especially Steve Martin and Martin Short, who I haven't seen in much of anything in the last like, you know, decade. Mm -hmm. But um, so it's basically it's about I I guess it's like a I guess I mean, I think it's pretty much a comedy. You said you've seen it. Would you call it a comedy? I mean, I guess. Oh, yeah. Maybe a dramedy. I think it's pretty much a comedy. It's a comedy. Like it's it's not a sitcom. It's a modern comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Modern comedy. Um, but Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez, they all play these different people that live in this really big building in, in Manhattan. Uh, and, uh, a person in the first episode, uh, a person in the building dies. Uh, it is ruled as a suicide. Uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez are all true crime fans. And, uh, that's how they kind of end up meeting because they all find out they all listen to the same podcast. And then, so they, and they notice a few suspicious things about the, about the death. So they think maybe it is a murder and they're going to look into this and also maybe help themselves by starting their own podcast. So that's kind of the setup for it. Um, I tweeted last night that it, I just said it was delightful. And I think that is like the perfect term for this. I, I, it's, if you like these actors and, um, I think one of the most interesting things about it is not that I've ever thought Selena Gomez was a bad actor, I but I a lot of times forget she was she started that way because you know she did Wizards of Waverly Place was where she got her big her big hit and I've seen several episodes of that because my daughter got into it a few years mm-hmm. ago yeah and it's a typical like kids Disney Channel show but you can totally see why she becomes a star like I mean she just as soon as she enters the frame you're like well that's somebody I need to be paying mm-hmm. attention to you know even as a kid so. But it still surprised me at how well she holds her own with Steve Martin and Martin Short. Like it's it's pretty impressive. Like she steals scenes from them mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but that's not to say that Martin and Short are bad. Steve Martin and Martin Short are great. In fact, Martin Short might be the MVP of this show. I'm not sure yet because I've only seen the first three episodes. But I found him really funny. Uh, but Steve Martin's great too. Like I I really like his how his character is so oblivious to like how much of an asshole he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's a trait of his. They're really playing up, and it's. Uh, I thought that was very amusing. Um, I think the mystery itself is kind of interesting. You find out pretty clearly. I, I don't think this is a big surprise, but you find out one of the characters uh, has a little more to do with the person that died than we originally think. Um, so there's a lot going on there. So they're keeping secrets from each other, even. Um, you know, there's uh, there's some financial reasons, and one of the characters, you know, there, there's all this. So it's typical mystery stuff. Uh, and I think that part of it is pretty interesting, and I don't know how that's going to turn out. But what I just love about it is just these three people uh, playing off each other, and I think it's really funny. There's also there is a hilarious cameo uh, towards the end of the third episode that uh, was amazing. <laughs> that's all I'll say. And sounds like it might be more than a cameo. Sounds like yeah, it might I know. be a I, recurring yeah, thing. It, so it might be, which I'm okay with. Yeah, I'm totally. perfectly okay with this, but. Um, yeah, no, I just, I'm, I'm really, it's one of those things where it's exactly what I wanted it to be, basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that just doesn't happen that often. I don't know that it's great, but I also can't really say that until it's over, right? Yeah. Until the first season's over. But I'm, I'm definitely going to keep watching it every week. I think it's going to air, I think it's Tuesdays is when the new episodes drop. And I think there's going to be 10 episodes, so it's probably like seven more weeks. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I'm really excited to see where it goes. I love it. Uh, I am cool. so pumped uh, to continue watching this show. I have often said Martin Short may be the funniest human ever to have lived. Um, He's one of them. He, he is, in in my book, I just, his sense of humor is so dialed in and so good. And he's playing a great character in this, as is Steve Martin. 
Um, so I enjoy them both together. I know they're great friends. That always makes it fun too. Selena Gomez, Gomez is absolutely um, wonderful in this. She may be doing the best acting of the three of them. Um, you know, they all yeah. kind of have their their own strong suits. I love the podcast stuff. So just as a a uh, matter of... And it feels, it feels like a podcast. That's what like I was going to say. It actually feels like a podcast. Sorry. Um, just as a matter of structure, each episode is kind of an episode of the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, and the title of the show is the title of the podcast. And that comes from Only Murders in the Building is like the podcast is saying, we're not going to try to solve murders that don't happen outside of our own building. So we're yeah. only going to focus on murders that happen <laughs> in our building, which is such a ridiculous, hilarious thing. Uh, but um, but a really funny and like the recording in the closet, the one there's, mm. you know, like there's just all this this podcast stuff that as somebody who's been in this game for a long, long time, it's just really funny to see it be so mainstream now in that, you know, so mm-hmm. many more people are kind of figuring out. Well, and it uh, it, um, it feels. I mean, it makes like they make it make sense too because you know the Steve Martin character is a is an actor. Mm-hmm. You know, he plays an actor. He had a big. He had a TV. He had a big hit in a TV show. Like you know, I guess mm-hmm. twenty years before this, I think Selena Gomez says nineties at one point, mm-hmm. and then uh, Martin Short is a producer, so uh, of Broadway and stuff, or off Broadway, or off off Broadway, as he says. Uh, oh my God! Him talking about, by the way, him talking about the musical that he did. I mm-hmm. won't even give away any of that. That is some both funny and sad it's the best it's the best it's the best (laughs) i like he does a whole this the other thing about this show is it's willing to get really creative there's there's a whole moment where he's talking about possible suspects and the show cuts to like he's a producer picking the main actor for the show and so he's he's trying out different suspects as the lead and it is so brilliant, so funny. Um, I just, I really, really love this show. Really digging it in many, many different ways. So and it's, it's, and it's so great. I mean, I know. I mean, I'm not saying that like you know a lot of men don't get these, but I don't know. I just hadn't seen Steve Martin and Martin Short that much lately. So it's just, it's really nice to see them get like a couple of really nice roles. You know, mm-hmm. towards you know the latter part of their career because I think Steve Martin's like in his late seventies, mid seventies. And I think Martin Short's a couple years younger than him, but, um, and also, yeah, it definitely gives you that three amigos kind of vibe. Cause you know, they were so good off each other in that movie. So it's just really cool. And I, yeah, I, I assumed they were friends. I did read an article where it said that like they, they really, uh, they roast each other all the time, like yes. in real life. Yeah. So I'm sure that plays into the writing. And I know like Steve Martin and uh, Selena Gomez, both are producers on this. I don't, I don't remember if Martin Short is, but uh, so, yeah. So I'm sure a lot of that gets put into the script, like stuff they would really say to each other. But it's, mm-hmm. it's got like Martin Short always commenting on uh, Steve Martin's acting is really funny. And mm-hmm. Oh, it's so great. It's so great. <laughs> I was going to keep recasting him as the, <laughs> as the narrator. It's so good, oh, and, that, and again, that's another little clever, clever turn at the beginning. You know, the show starts yeah. with narration, and then you realize later that it's narration from the podcast, yeah. not from the TV and, show. Like that kind of stuff is just really smart. I'm really, really enjoying. And it. the other, the other people in the building are really are pretty funny yeah, too. Yeah, like, all there's, the characters. There's, there's, yeah, there's a there's a guy that's a big like a big cat person, like what Jeremy probably could have turned into if he didn't get married. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's not true. Um, there's a joke with a cat, by the way, that's, that could be terrible, but it's really funny. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, Nathan Lane, um, has Mm -hmm. a small role in this too, and he's really funny. 
Um, I, it, yeah, it's so good. I mean, I can't recommend it enough. If you want to see Martin Short in another recent performance, he also was in The Morning Show on Apple uh, TV+. Plus. Yes, um, and I have not watched that yet. He had a really nice recurring role. It's a while back ago, but he had a really nice recurring role in How I Met Your Mother, too. I oh, mean, he's, he's definitely... They're both still doing things. I mean, I just know Steve Martin's been doing the... He was doing his music stuff the last few... In fact, did he tour with Martin Short? Is that... Right? They did. A, they did a show together, but okay, know. okay, yeah, I thought so. So yeah. yeah. So only murders in the building is on Hulu. Uh, the first three episodes and the new episodes on Tuesdays. Uh, Candyman is in theaters, and Da Vinci Resolve uh, is for free available on download on your local internets. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can mail it to P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Denee Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Denee Hughes, a giant space incest baby, and myself, we will see you next week. (laughs) Happy Care Bear Share Your Care Day. Bears when I was a little girl. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash BTS. Let the record show I was here first. Let the record show I was here second. <laughs> So what is happening with my computer? I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. I've got serious bedhead or sex head or something. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Nice. Well, only you would know. No, no, nothing. Nothing fun happened this morning. So no, it's not from (laughs) that. But it's just I'm just. Well, that's sad that you're having sex and it's not fun. We should probably we should probably talk about that. No, no, we shouldn't talk about that. That's oh, my shouldn't, wife is at, shouldn't. My wife is at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we've got even more issues to talk about. <laughs> hey, Danae, why did you why did you strip all the color out of your video? I wanted to. Okay. I wanted it to reflect how upset how I am. Feeling? That my yeah. <laughs> I need help understanding the human brain. Can you guys can you guys help me with this? I I am so amazed at the brain because last night I had a dream. I had this dream where I was applying for some sort of contest or job or something like this, right? And in the application, there was a series of questions that this uh, application was asking me. One was like, you know, it was a math equation that I had to figure out and then choose the right number. The next one was like, uh, which of these people best represents um, your idea of what it means to be human, whatever. And then the third question was, is there north and south in space? And I remember in my dream being like, well, of course, because you just can, can continue the south pole as we define it through space. And then I remember thinking, but but why would that be relative to space? And I couldn't, like I kept debating the answer, is there north and south in space? Then I woke up and I just thought, how crazy is the human brain that it can invent a question that I don't know the answer to, even though I invented the, like how weird is that? While I'm sleeping, it's like, is there south in space? And it presents it to me. And then I use the same brain while I'm sleeping 
to try to figure it out. I like it just. And then I you blew... wake up with the same brain yes. and you're still trying to figure yes. it out. I, I just blew my mind this morning. I was just like, how, what is dreaming? How is it? You know, I just, I, yeah. So I am a meat puppet for some soul <laughs> that lives on beyond my sleep. Who's contemplating the great questions of the universe. Oh, it was so weird. I just I, woke I, up. I quit listening after I had a dream. So. <laughs> By the way, the 16th anniversary uh, is waxed. So now I'm terrified of what my wife has. Mm. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> just a full body waxing. I always liked the making of like that scene in um, 30 year old virgin. Is 40 that year right? old virgin. 40 That's what I was yeah. thinking. Like yeah. tonight, I'm going to record myself screaming. Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> yeah. It was you... pretty scary because that was his body. That was his yeah. hair. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You can't fake that. Nope. <laughs> nope. I don't know that I could ever give that much as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Plucking body hair is where you would I draw mean, the line. Well, if Jonathan, you're paying me $4 million, maybe I'd, maybe I'd find a way. Jonathan, this is where we tell you that on the next episode of Behind the Sins, <laughs> you are getting waxed for your anniversary. I definitely don't get paid enough here. <laughs> <laughs> One of my sons has uh, shaved a bald spot on the top of his head. Uh, like he is on going purpose? on like purpose, a, like a mm-hmm. like a friar. Yes, like yeah. yes, like a full friar bald spot. Um, friar friar dicer. And uh, he asked me yesterday. He said, "Do you know any place I could go to wax my bald spot?" And I said, uh, "No, but even <laughs> if I did, <laughs> I would highly encourage you just to continue to shave it." <laughs> there's, there's... How does he shave it? He just kind of. Oh, can you show him a picture, please? Can you pull it up on your phone and yes. show him a picture? Are Is all he... these kids just like Aaron today? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that all... sounds like something Aaron would do. No, just wait till you hear it. Wait till you hear the story about what was said. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> so, uh, so here's a here's a picture. Started to grow back a oh, little bit. Wow, not doesn't even have the stuff in the front, man. Just did it all. <laughs> so that's like a. Yeah, it's, it's kind he, of almost like he has like. It's like a it, horseshoe. Yeah, it's, he looks like a like a three stew or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he comes home the other day. He walks into my room. He says, "Dad, does male pattern baldness run in our family?" I said, "No, I don't really think so." And he takes off his hat and he goes, "Well, then, how do you explain this?" <laughs> <laughs> so he did it as a joke. Yes, yeah. and he's kept it for like three weeks now. Well, so. I mean, it's got to grow back. Well, but you would think that he would shave the rest right. of it, right? I, was, like, I thought, think like, after would... the joke, you just shave the rest of it, but no, no, no he, and he wants to keep he it going. To, he wants to look like Larry from mm-hmm. the Three Stooges. It's amazing. I assume you're talking about uh, only murders in the house. Or in the building. In the building or whatever Have you seen it yet? Yeah. Yeah. We'll t- Did we- you like it? Well, we can talk about it during the episode. Why can't you just tell me if you liked it? Because <laughs> that's not how this game works. Sonic delivery. Danae's got a butler. Justin, bring me some Sonic. They're saying, Justin, bring us Sonic. You, you, you don't believe they're there? Here, look, I'll pull them up on the screen. See, look, there they are. Look. Hi, Justin. What are you eating? No. Salt pack. I thought she was saying that to Justin. <laughs> what are you too. eating? I, I've, heard her, I've heard her say that to Justin before. So, Does she, Is Danae a, sh- a food sharer? No. Yes, I am. I do share food. It's just on my own time. I was going to say, not without permission. You don't don't take today's food without asking. Well, you shouldn't do that anyway. I mean, Thank you. Who does that? Thank you. you know, every single day, Justin walks into the space. He walks into the space and he looks at my desk and he sees if there's something to eat. And if there's something to eat, he reaches over and grabs it. And he looks at it. And he puts it down. And I'm usually attack him at some point. I usually get really like uh, handsy. Go ahead. And then she shares whatever with me two minutes later. 
<laughs> on my own terms. On my own terms. <laughs> what is that, okay, a breakfast I'm... burrito? Justin grabs a tater tot, pulls it up, looks at it, contemplates whether his life is worth the taste of one tater tot, and then puts it back. I'm just going to like throw on, I'm just going to throw on Jaws later just so I can have a good one. <laughs> yeah, just don't invite Danae over for that one. That would, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I shouldn't have even said Jaws. I'm sorry, Janae. Oh, that's I'm going to throw okay. on Chinatown. That's okay. <laughs> that made me laugh. I don't know why that made me laugh. It's just like, <laughs> it's just this this idea that incest is better than a shark. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's hilarious. Wait, what? Okay, that's not all Chinatown's about. What? That, that is that what it, Chinatown is known for. That's the oh twist. God, right. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. the twist, but you don't. They don't know, Danae. It's not like they show incest or anything. It's nothing like Did that. Did you That's think just I'm tw- going to my phone to look for it? Is that what you <laughs> no, think no, I'm no, doing? No, no. I, I decided know, to I play a to ma- video game <laughs> no, while waiting. I wanted to make sure you didn't think I was just watching a movie that just showed a bunch of incest. <laughs> You're like, Danae, no, 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 don't look it up. It's not there. <laughs> like what? All right, we need to get started, guys. Let's do this. Okay, fine, Aaron. What? Did you have something else you wanted to say? No. Okay. All right. Here we go. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 